when you're thinking about why you're jealous, stop for a minute, close your eyes and be like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Is it my insecurity? And if it's not your insecurity and it's something you're feeling within your partner, try and trace back to what was said, what child trauma is bringing you back there. So you're able to like find it mm -hmm. and then be able to understand it and mm -hmm. then squash it. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Chemical X podcast. It's your girl, Veronica. And your other girl, Alessia. And as usual, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a comment down below, and leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We love reading your comments. It means so much to us. And don't be shy to leave your feedback on maybe topics you'd like for us to talk about mm -hmm. or, you know, anything that comes to mind during this episode. Yeah, maybe just a fun story you think that we need to hear about. 100%. We're always ready here. We're always ready. Ears so today open. you are going to be the teacher and I am going to be the student. Well, you have your pigtails in. Exactly. I have my pigtails. So I'm ready to listen to you. I'm ready for this episode. I'm ready to be the baby who's just learning. Well, we are really in our soft feminine pink element yes. today. Let we are channeling you. being a feminist. <laughs> um, pink is my favorite color and I love this vibe. Honestly, on our set, pink has to be hands down one of the best colors. One of. <laughs> I would say top one. So today we're going to talk about a couple of topics that we've been wanting to talk about mm -hmm. um, for, you know, a couple of episodes now. And it's something that, you know, has been a common theme in both of our relationships mm -hmm. and something that's affected the both of us, I guess. Um, so one thing that I had actually mentioned last episode, which I want to talk about, is kind of the fear of being unlovable. Um, and we'll get more into that. And we also wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, dealing with a jealous partner or dealing with your own jealousy within a relationship. Mm -hmm. I think for the both of us, we're not necessarily jealous people, but, you know, we depends always the person you're with or the relationship you're in. That shit always changes. Yeah. To say we're not a jealous person. Well, someone listening is going Bitch, I wasn't either until that one dude. There's always one motherfucker yeah. that'll make you a jealous bitch. And it's it's so many times I hear girls that are like, I'm actually not crazy. He made me crazy. Yeah. But and it's I get like, it. at what point, at one point, like somebody's doing something shady, you have no choice but to be jealous, you know? Yeah. And it's hard to kind of see that when you're in it. 100%. Well, you see it, you know it. But the only thing you know is to react from that and right. be jealous. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a little, uh, a couple of ways that we kind of, or our mentalities, personally for me, I have a specific mentality of how I stay, quote unquote, not jealous. Um, and just kind of things that I've taught myself to do, or just kind of my thought process that I have when it comes to jealousy in a relationship and just kind of a little bit of our experiences dealing with jealous partners. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, let's dive right in. <laughs> dive right in. So our first topic, like I said, guys, is the fear of being unlovable. So I think that's something that has been like a really big theme for me in my life. I don't know if you agree. Like, yeah. have you ever felt absolutely like you couldn't be loved? Absolutely. And it's so like sad to say. Yeah. I feel like I my soul start crying. Well, it's like no one's it's very like nobody loves me. Like, no, like how I mean it's it, like though. shut up a lot. Hundred percent. And I always thought for me, I I and I wonder if like guys let me know if you guys feel this way too because for me my reasons that I think I'm unlovable 
feel like they're not common reasons and that's why i feel like i'm unlovable amen and that's why when i'm with friends and stuff and we talk and we share like you know the things that like bother us and Mm -hmm. stuff and it's something you know that a man would have to deal with with regardless of who he dates so like i need to stop thinking i'm the only one in this right and we're really just a whole community in this right um but i do think you know having a certain lifestyle does make you feel like you're like oh like not every guy has to deal with a girl like that and like yeah. i think that's for me where i feel like i'm the most unlovable is like but do you feel like that goes in waves though like some days you'll wake up and you'll be like i'm so unlovable like the things i hate about myself are what's gonna stop me from like someone actually loving me and then you get a, you go to the gym for example and you're having a good day or something great happens at work and you're like i'm the fucking best like <laughs> i'm the most lovable person right. but it's all like you kind of tricking your brain I mean, I think what's interesting for me is that the things that I feel that make me unlovable are not things that I'm insecure about, but they're things that people have like shamed me for doing. And I'm not insecure about them, but I've just been like put to feel bad about having done those things. And I feel like, oh, no one's ever going to love me because I did these things, because I am this certain way, because I like these certain things. And it's not so much like, oh, because I'm ugly or because I have my insecurities. It's more so about like things that I've done or my personality. Interesting. So me, it's the complete opposite. Really? Yeah. So you, it's like personal and like, yeah, I feel like it's, yeah. Okay. So for me, it's, it's totally more so like who I am as a person. Right. But that's kind of a worse but that's kind of the same thing in a way. Well, no, it's the same feeling. Yeah. I just think for me, it's like, it's not something that I can change. It's like, this is who I am. And like, I'm afraid that if somebody knows, that's my fear is I'm afraid that if somebody truly gets to know who I am and what I like, that they won't love me anymore. Okay, so I'm the complete opposite. I think that once people get to know me and they see what I like, they're going to be obsessed with me okay so it's the total opposite it's right. like give me a chance like i swear you'll fall in love with me you'll be <laughs> laughing we'll have the best time 100 but like my fear is like you won't give me the time of day to prove that yeah which is my own insecurity right. <laughs> <laughs> but i think you know it's so funny that you have that opposite thing and i think it goes for me like like i always say i'm a pretty confident person and I, and I do think i'm the fucking shit like anybody would be blessed to have me but it's so funny how that I could think that and then also simultaneously think like nobody's ever going to love me. It's really weird. I don't know, I know how to explain it. I get it. Um, but there are, you know, like I've done some like soul searching. Not social. So when so, in Australia? So, 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 hit a Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've done some like thinking self-reflection is the word i'm looking for i've done a lot of self-reflection on why i feel that way on like reasons and things that have triggered me to have that belief because it's something that i've thought for a long time and then certain people have come into my life and maybe changed my mind about it a Mm -hmm. little bit um so yeah i just really wanted to talk about that and i think you know to just start off um i think when i realized that or when I started feeling like I was unlovable is when I was in a relationship with somebody that didn't necessarily love me for who I was and was constantly trying to change you change me and make me what they wanted me to be even though they knew who I was and I was never insecure about who I was before that but I think once somebody starts to shame you and make you feel bad for like liking to dress a certain way or liking to go out liking to like you know, be the center of attention, liking to whatever these things are Mm -hmm. when like 
somebody started making me feel bad for liking that, I started to feel kind of like ashamed of myself for being like, okay, well, I do like to go out and I do like to dress up and I do like to be like a provocative person. And like, I do like to do these so things. That's, so that's where I think what we're saying is kind of similar mm -hmm. because my thing is like, okay, a guy meets me and he thinks I dress too provocative and he won't give me that chance. Yeah. And then it's like my insecurity of like me battling, like yeah. I like what I like, I like what I wear, but like I also want, you know, a guy who will respect that but also like i'm still chasing the guy who like doesn't want that but like i'm finding myself do you get what i'm yeah, saying and then you're saying. like well no i like what i like but then i'm insecure yeah. because i'm like can i be who i am but then give me a chance because right. once you get to know me then you'll like me right so like don't judge me for yeah my, x y and z like how i dress essentially yeah that's and a like, huge one yeah and initially i was never insecure about those things i think it's just when i got into a position where somebody started making me feel bad for those things or like for example um at the time of dating this person i my sister had always worked in clubs as a bottle waitress and you know he used to always kind of like look down on the fact that she did that and i would be like you know like i'm kind of interested in doing that one day or like maybe starting in clubs and he would always just talk so down about it and i think it would make me feel like am i wrong for wanting to work in a club like his mindset was so drastically different from mine that it made me feel like is there something i'm not seeing here like mm -hmm. am i a bad person for wanting to wear cute little outfits and work in a club and like i get it it's not for everyone and i do understand that who i am and my personality isn't for everyone that goes for everyone for sure and i just think being with the wrong person really left an effect on me and an imprint that i felt like no one was ever going to be able to love me because i'm too provocative because i'm too out there because i'm dressed a certain way yeah. and you know it's always been a constant battle for me but then it kind of could like change it away because then you can get in a relationship and you're like oh fuck this person actually thinks that's dope about me. Mm -hmm. So then your like insecurities could kind of change to be different things because then you're realizing that you could be loved on that. So you're like, okay, let me put that one on the side because yeah. I'm loved on that one. Um, <laughs> let me just pick up this new one. <laughs> let me just pick up this new one that I actually, just now that created. We're here, this one looks good too. Let me just add that in my basket of insecurities. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I do get what you mean. <laughs> and it's so true. I think as much as I always preach, don't don't fix your insecurities through validation of other people. I think this one is something that wasn't a little bit fixed through finding somebody else better suited for me. And it definitely fixed it a lot, you know, um, you know, being with my ex-boyfriend who really accept not only accepted me for who I was, but who I was but celebrated me for who I was mm -hmm. like he was very much so like work in 10 clubs, you know, like wear something sluttier like that was just his character. And I think if there's a takeaway from that relationship, I think that's something that was really important to me was like knowing that there at least is one person in this world that not only could accept who I am, but like loves those things about me yeah. that I thought were unlovable parts of me. Yeah. I thought no one will ever love the fact that I work in a club. No one will ever love the way that I dress. But then you feel like, okay, well, if I found one person, then there's definitely exactly. someone else out there that yeah. can like that as well. So it, you start to be more confident in that like field yeah. because then you start to know what you want and then you're like, well, I had that. So kind of the other people you're going to attract into your life are going to already have that naturally, mm -hmm. I think, for the most part. Exactly. But I think, you know, for a little while, even though it was like groundbreaking for me in a way to find a guy who loved those things about me, it also made me feel a little bit stuck in the sense of like, 
you know, back to my fear, I thought this is the only person that will love this about me. And then I started feeling like, oh my God. Then I need to hold on to him. Then I need to hold on to him because he's the only guy who's ever going to love these things about me, you know, because it's coming from my place of fear. And I think getting out of that relationship, I was very worried that no one would ever, you know, and and I wasn't worried about it like actively, but it was just something that would come to mind of like, am I ever going to meet somebody who is going to celebrate those things about me? You know what I mean? And then I realized actually over time that I don't need somebody to, to push me to do more. I don't need somebody to celebrate them. I just need somebody who's going to be like, this is fine that you did those things. This is fine that you are this way. Yeah. And I'm cool with it. Yeah. You know, like I think it was hard for me coming from a place where I had someone who was like, do more of this, you know, like it's like, and it's fine if I don't have that. I just think it's like, I just need someone that is going to be like cool with it. You yeah. know, and like that isn't impossible. It's like we find. always think it's like you get two extremes. You get one that's like so for it, you can do it. And yeah. then the next fucking Joe you're going to meet is going to be like, you can't work in a club. You can't yeah. do this. It's like there's a happy medium everywhere. You for just sure. have to find it. Um, one for me <laughs> is this podcast. <laughs> you guys don't even know the mental toll this podcast could have on like dating. Yeah. And some for the good, some for the bad. Um for a long time, I was very insecure about, you know, I would literally, if I was talking to a guy, which is, this is going to sound so fucked up, but um, we've come a long way. If I started talking to a new guy, what I would do is I would hide my stories from Mm -hmm. him so that he would not see that I have a podcast or not be like getting the alerts of like me posting a trailer or any reason for him to go click and watch. Like that gave me so much anxiety And I was like, I'm going to lose him. The second he watches my podcast, I'm going to lose him. Right. Which is so mentally like draining and fucked up. Yeah. Because I look at it now. I'm like, well, watch my podcast, read my autobiography. And if you don't like it, then you saved me the time. Exactly. So it's like filtering through. Like I've learned to like kind of change my mindset Mm -hmm. and remember that the people who are going to still message me after I have a podcast and after they listen, then they make it to the next step. Exactly. Versus like someone I'm trying to hide who I am. And normally the person you hide who you are to, yeah. you don't end up with because no. you're lying about who you are. And then they think there's like, they have this whole fake persona about you. And chances are, if you're lying, let's say for me about a podcast, then you're lying about so much more because you're not opening up because there's so many things that you're keeping in the dark, which closes your personality off. And then you struggle even more. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that was podcast was a really big one. And I think it's still something. Look, it's a lot better now. Yeah. Still struggle with it, though. For sure. But and and I think in a way, though, it's also been my blessing because, yes, like you said, it's like you have no choice at this point. Like for me. Like I said, I used to hide a little bit who I was, the things that I liked until I got somebody. This is going to sound kind of fucked up, but I used to kind of hide the way that I was until I felt that somebody liked me as a person. I get it. I get it. Because then I felt more comfortable to be like, okay, but I also like these things. But like, do you still like me even though like I did this? Like, do you still like me even though like I had done this? And then they're like, now they're stuck because they like they already like me. But you, you know? almost feel like if you tell them when they're already deep in or you're already yeah, dating, you're like safe. they're not going to just walk away. Exactly. So like you feel safe to tell them. And I know it sounds fucked up to say, but I really, truly had this fear of like, you're not going to like me anymore. And unless you like, <laughs> why do you think I'm hiding me? stories, Veronica? Well, you know what I mean? And I think with the podcast, 
it's given me no choice but to be a hundred percent who so I am true. from the start. And like, I honestly wouldn't even say the start because for the beginning for me, it, it wasn't. I think now it's so weird. No, you, I mean from the start of the relationship. Okay, okay. From I'm talking like the, podcasts because no. people are like, always like, we're we're amazing yeah. now. And I'm like, yeah, it's because now we just say stories and we're like, take it or leave yeah. it. But at the beginning, I was really filtered. Yeah. Like I wasn't For sure. myself. And then it's like, well, then if you're not going to do it and be 100% yourself, just don't do it. Right. So. But I think for me, what it's allowed is like from the beginning of any relationship, you have no choice but to know who I am. At this point, you can know anything about me. You can find out in two seconds that I had a sugar daddy, that I did this, that I did that. Like you can go back and know all that shit and I can't hide it from you anymore. Mm -hmm. And I have no choice but to be 100% myself from the get-go. And like you said, it filters out all the people that are wrong for you. And like, if you're going to judge me based off of those things, then probably if we would have, you know, got into a relationship, it wouldn't have worked out because you would have not liked those things about yeah. me. So the people who see them, those things and still like me and are still interested in me, then it's like you, like you said, you've been filtered through, like you've made it to the next level. And I think that's so important. You know, like we're so afraid of like people seeing our personalities and people seeing the crazy shit we've done and like. You know, obviously but then in the we same come on beat, here. in the same beat, I'm like, fucking listen to my podcast. Like we're hilarious. And uh, my personality is going to be the reason you like me. But that only has come recently. Yeah. Okay, recently, maybe in the last year, year and a half. Now I'm like, watch my podcast. You're going to see why. But yeah, it's really like it's hasn't always been that way it's true it's because we share stories that it's like it's kind of embarrassing sometimes yeah. to say it's true you say to your friends in private that your partner might not ever know and doesn't need to know but here you are saying yeah it. and i think we get a lot of messages and advice mm -hmm. on you know i want to start a podcast what's the best advice you can give someone and i'm literally like i'm not even like lighting amazing set i'm literally like be a hundred percent yourself yeah. or else it's never going to work yeah and i think that goes with anything in life well a hundred percent except know? the job interview maybe <laughs> <laughs> then you maybe hide you, that shit you lie a little bit there <laughs> but uh no i i definitely think that to a certain extent it's forced me to really be myself and i'm also somebody that sometimes i feel another insecurity of mine is that i feel like i'm too much i'm too loud i'm too like overpowering and when i start talking to people i tend to like dim myself a little bit in the beginning and like not be so much and with my podcast it's like if I'm gonna go on a date with a guy he's gonna see already my personality so I have no choice like you you already saw me and if you like me enough to take me on a date like this is who I am like this is how I talk shit with my friends and like if yeah. you like that then and like even here's me but even if you are quiet on that on that first date he already kind of knows yeah what he's gonna get if he you know keeps going with you but i think it also helps nice. yeah and i think it also helps you connect more because like we said we kind of hide these things for ourselves but it's like when it's all out in the open i'm here i'm naked yeah. you, you got me i'm here you know everything about yeah. me like so you're that much i think it's opened me more to connections because i'm I don't feel like I need to hide anything anymore. I feel like you know everything. Literally saying. And I feel a little bit more like, well, if you're here right now, it means, you know, for you're the most part, you kind of know what's up and you you still like me. Yeah. You know? It's um, so true though. Yeah, it's really true. And I think, you know, I've just gone through these phases. And another thing. You and, know, and just to finish up on that, it's like guys will message me now and be like, oh my God, you have a podcast. That's so cool. And like, I know we shouldn't seek validation from others, mm -hmm. but that little compliment every once in a while is like, yeah, you know what? It is something to be 
fucking proud of proud of so yeah. like yeah i have a podcast and now like when people say like what do you do for work like i throw that in mm -hmm. for the most part you know but like i can't say the first year year and a half i was doing that i wasn't totally get what you're yeah. saying like somebody will come up to me like, and be like i recognize you you're not gonna be like oh i'm the podcast yeah. you're still gonna be like from where from where and then they say the table commercial i say i do this shit for what every week for <laughs> what for what and they know me for the fucking table commercial <laughs> but like I think just going back to us being forced, like, you know, how it makes us have better connections and feel more open with whoever it is we're, you know, whatever going on a date with or something. I think, you know, it goes hand in hand with like anybody listening. That's why it's so important to, we always say like, be yourself on a first date, be yourself when you're dating someone, because at the end of the day, you can like fake who you are, but if only that, a short period of time, but it's like, if that person isn't going to like the person you are. And you don't want to be with them anyways. You yeah. want to be 100% yourself at the beginning so that if they're like, cool, I dig this girl, like you guys are going to last. And that's why it's like for us with this, it's, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people that are like, fuck no. Yeah. But it's like the people that are like, fuck yeah or like fuck. Yeah. yeah. When I started my when I started my podcast, I was Your already. Podcast, it's yours. <laughs> I thought we were 50 50. No stress. <laughs> don't worry. I'll show you the papers later. <laughs> Uh, when when we started our podcast better correct <laughs> when we started our podcast were you in a relationship when we first started no yes yes we were both in relationships yeah, yeah. so our relationships were like listen this is what we're doing it wasn't really like do you like this about me it was like you have no choice you're in this yeah but now dating now it's very very different yeah because like i don't think my ex was the biggest fan of this but he started dating me before this, so he just accepted it, right? Yeah. So I think dating now, like, actually getting in a relationship would be very different for me. Yeah. No, it, it definitely is different. And I think another reason... And I think a content creator for me is really maybe not that bad. Look at you. <laughs> came full circle, Okay, baby. look, I'm not dying for it, but I'm just saying, like, I speak to one guy who is literally in the same space as me and does so many things, and I always said, and guys... I say shit and then take it back all the time. So don't come at me. There's it's so nice to talk to someone who is in the same space as you because you could talk about things that no one else will understand. And there's some kind of like bond there that you just won't have with anybody. So I'm not saying I want my partner to be in the same space, but it's it's definitely nice to have like friends and people. But at who, least you're open to it now because at first you were a little more like, I don't want somebody like that. And it's that's not your type. And realizing over the years, it's such a bad way to be. There's so many rules like I don't want yeah. this. I don't want this. Like, I don't know what I want, actually. Yeah. How about that? How about fuck? We don't even know. What we're I doing don't here. fucking know what I want. <laughs> But no, I. But I'm just, I don't, I want to be a little bit more like Carl Wolf. I'm open to the idea and I don't want to put rules because then I set myself back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a million percent. So Alessia's dating a content oh, creator. Yeah, who's your boyfriend? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> but I think also starting the podcast, I had this blanket of security that, and this goes back to my fear of being unlovable, is like, I knew, okay, you love me already. So like, you can't unlove me now That's that I'm starting That's how I felt this. at the beginning. So I felt safe. I felt like I could do this and I can say and I can and I don't have to worry about what people are going to think because I have my partner who already loves me for me, you know? Like I don't need to worry about like what people are going to think about me because I have my, you know, I guess in a way validation coming from my partner already. Had I been single and like Veronica, starting the, the podcast, it's I don't know if thing. we would have done it. Do you think yeah. we would have done it if we were single? 
I think to a certain extent, being in a relationship helped me. You know feel what? Actually, that's such ease. a good point. I actually think we started this because we were in a relationship. Yeah. Because we have that safety blanket of like we are loved. We're not gonna yeah, be yeah, unlovable. Yeah, because it's such a dark hole when you get yeah. into this, and you're like, oh god, what is that? What is everyone gonna think about me? But like, sorry, my boyfriend's staying with me. Mm-hmm. So one thing. And actually- look at that. Three years in, uh, still no. doing this. No boyfriend. <laughs> Well, that content creator. Yeah. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So another reason, I another little thing that I want to talk about, which was actually like a really scarring experience for me. And I think even made my whole thinking that I'm unlovable thing worse. It just kind of like put the stamp of approval on it. Like, you know, just when you think like you're lovable, it's like, boom, just kidding, bitch. You're not, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um. A while ago when I was in Australia, um, if you guys know the story, I was talking to somebody long distance and, uh, you know, I had like a, I had feelings for this guy. Like I was really into him, but it, it wasn't like a relationship or anything. It was just like a long distance kind of situation. And at that time I was, you know, I did have my sugar daddy at this time. Okay. And it was something that he didn't actually know about during the time because like I said we weren't in a relationship there was nothing like that we were just talking and I had feelings for this guy and whatever and you know I never felt bad about having a sugar daddy or whatever you would consider that relationship to be because I was having fun both of us were having fun it was like a mutual like agreement yeah agreement sounds so fucking weird though but it was like a <laughs> sounds it was like, just like so sugaresque it, it wasn't <laughs> that deep do you know what I mean it was just like let's do whatever we want to do let's have fun and it was fun it's just, also the word sugar daddy is just so stigmatized so, like so you stiff. hear it and you think like fuck but it just money. sounds so in a box yeah which is not what it was um you were traveling the world you were going to dinners with him like it's what every girl does when they're fucking single i there's no difference between a sugar daddy and you fucking bouncing from six guys do you, do you know what I mean? Right. The real testament is fucking going on different dates. That's harder to do. 100%. But like at this time, you know, I was seeing this guy and, you know, it was kind of that like sugar baby, I guess, relationship. And, uh, you know, it was something that the guy, the long distance guy didn't know about. And when he had found out about it. Did you tell him? I had ended up telling him because he was like uh, asking me where I was and we were on like a ski trip or something. And I ended up telling him what happened, like about it. And, you know, he had no reason. To, he wasn't cheating or it was anything like that. We weren't dating. But I ended up like opening up to him about it. And be like, oh, yeah, like this is, you know, the situation. And I thought, you know, that he would be chill about it. Like I had no idea. Well, there was a the little reaction. part of you that you were like, oh, I don't really want to say. But yeah. like, what's the worst that could happen? But, like I thought, look, we're first of all not in a relationship. First of all, you know the type of person I am. You also, know how I am. You know your motive. So yeah. you're like, okay, relax. And like I knew I wasn't you're like, what's my motive? <laughs> yeah, what's my motive? <laughs> Fuck bitches get muddy. <laughs> but I just I, I wasn't prepared for the reaction that I ended up getting. And I think that's what scarred me. So when I ended up telling him, he like totally flipped out on me and was really mean, actually. And was like, just like, I can't like, ever I never look thought at you, you would same. be that girl. I never thought you would be like that. I can't look at you ever again. Like you this just like ruined everything for me. Like you're not the person I thought you were. Like I'm so disgusted in you. And like just all these things that already having a fear of being unlovable was like you know you have a knife in your back and somebody just stabs it harder like i was like 
mm-hmm. oh my god like i am unlovable like what did i do and he actually stopped talking to me from that he said i can't speak to you anymore like this is done like i can't ever look at you again like i'm disgusted with you and like just stop talking to me and at the time i was really into him like i had feelings for him so it hurt me so bad that he did that over that thing that i at the time didn't think was bad Mm -hmm. and he made me feel so shit about something that i had initially not felt shit about and he like changed my whole mindset about how i saw the situation and made me feel horrible like i felt so guilty i was like what did i do no one's ever gonna love me again i lost this person because i did this and i didn't even realize it was bad and it put me down this whole like whole of like guilt and regret and feeling so badly about doing something and i remember my best friend you think you would have dated this guy would have worked no way it wouldn't have because sugar daddy is just one thing yeah there would have been so many other problems and things you would (laughs) have done there's so many other shit things about you no no (laughs) i mean i mean i mean yeah (laughs) i mean i mean 122 episodes yeah there's some shit (laughs) knowing that everyone has shit should make you feel better yeah and like looking yeah. back yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah looking back now i obviously see the blessing in disguise but at the time i felt so like i just ruined my life by doing this i felt like oh my god this is going to be the reason no one's ever going to love me because they're going to find out i had a sugar daddy and they're never going to love me and like that was so deep in my mind and i remember my best friend was like well you didn't you didn't feel this way before yeah you, you were having fun you were having a good time and i was like yeah you're right and she's like so don't let his perception of you change how you feel about yourself because now you're looking back and you feel really badly about it and you're making yourself feel really negative but you don't actually feel that way about the situation you're mm-hmm. just looking at yourself through his lens yeah you know and i think that experience though did set me back a lot and i think the way that i got over it was honestly talking about it on the podcast because once you it's almost like facing my fears like it's like mm-hmm. boom i had a sugar daddy this is what happened now everybody knows now you know if, we're now, talking, if you want to dm me you know that are you, you ready to be up? my sugar daddy you know and i think for me that was like ripping the band-aid off that was like something that maybe in the past i would have hidden and felt like no one's ever gonna love me because of this and probably waited a while to tell them yeah whereas now it's like hey you already know that this happened so like do you, if you still like me then we're good yeah you know and like it's it's ripped off before anything even starts so i yeah. think that's how i kind of made my peace with that area because i think still to this day i would have still been insecure about it you know and it's still a constant battle that whole like and you know like i said my past relationship really built me up to be like i am fucking lovable i'm amazing mm-hmm. and then getting out of it you're like fuck was that the only guy who was gonna think that i'm that way and then like you know you meet other people and like they also you know, they show you that like, oh, actually, there is other people out there that will like me. For That's who the I best am. when you meet people who are just like on your vibe mm-hmm. and they just get it. The ones who get it, get it. And it's just it really makes you start feeling confident again. Yeah. And yeah. I think like, you know, getting that not valid. I hate using that because it's so bad, but it is. It's like getting that validation of like, OK, there are like it wasn't just him. Like there are other people who will still like me is like like puts me at peace with like okay you know like i have my podcast now like you know me with my podcast you know who i am and like you still like me so like i'm able to be a little bit less afraid that like you will find something out that you don't like about me because for the most part you could probably find out everything about me on my podcast yeah you know that's true i think it's it's also about training your mind and 
being like, okay, well, listen, what do I have? Mm -hmm. You know, like, okay, great. I have my podcast. Well, listen, what you're going to get with me and you're not going to get with that other girl is that I'm always going to be 100% myself because I have no choice because I have a podcast. And so, I'm also going to talk shit about you on the podcast. Yeah. So, that's so it's added, like, okay, you know? like, they're going to like that. The fact that I, I have to own up to my shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like kind of training your brain to be like, well, what I have that another girl doesn't have is that. Right. It's it's so random and weird and such a stupid thing. But it's it's about coming up with solutions that'll make you just get over it. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, if I'm using that like kind of mentality with like the whole sugar daddy thing, the way that I see it and my, I guess, asset for it is like I did it. Experience. I experienced it and I realized it's not for me. I didn't like it. And now you don't ever have to think, oh, you're gonna, you're you're missing out. You want to be with somebody who's gonna buy you things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's like now you know that I'm choosing this life. That I'm I want. choosing you, and I've tried that. And I could have, yeah, exactly. I've tried that. I could have had it if I wanted it, but I don't. I think it actually makes it more special. And if anyone's listening and is afraid of something they did and what their partner is gonna think. They just have to remember and you need to remind yourself and them that mm -hmm. there's a reason you chose them. Yeah. And your past experiences don't define who you are. Mm -hmm. They define, you know, who you are now in the sense of like knowing more what you want. But I think it's worse to be with somebody who has an experience than someone who hasn't experienced yeah. at all. Like I was telling Veronica, I'm like, the reason I say I, I wouldn't care to be with someone who's been married before or who had a kid is because... I think there's nothing worse than somebody who hasn't had the experience right. versus somebody who's ready to re-get married, who's been through it, who's clearly seen all the shitty things and, and knows what to bring the yeah. next time and is ready for it and right. knows what the commitment is. So I think we fear sometimes the the experienced when it's actually the opposite. We should fear someone who is unexperienced in a field because then it's like it's the whole life of what if and then you're you're like am i really spending my whole life knowing that i never did this versus somebody who's like i did it cool not for me next totally agree and i think this perfectly segues into our next topic and like just to bounce off <laughs> just to bounce off of that it's like sometimes you worry like oh this guy was in like a very long distance relationship or engaged before or married before or any of those things and you fear that because you go like oh my god like how can i compete with this thing yeah but in reality it's actually a really good sign because it's like this person is committed they've been through you know all the cycles of a long-term relationship you know they know what's coming you know that they're ready for it you know they're willing to do it and like that's good. It's actually an asset. So what yeah. you're saying is completely true. And, you know, that being said, it brings us into jealousy and, uh, you know, past partners, because, you know, if we want to start off the topic on jealousy, I think a lot of people struggle with um, being jealous over past partners. OK, so mm -hmm. have you ever experienced that? Yes. You, you've been like yes. jealous about um, an ex-girlfriend? Yeah. Veronica, I called you. Do you remember when I called you? No, I know, but I'm singing for the podcast, man. <laughs> Let me ask my question, even though I know the answer. Um, so, yes. But I do believe that um, that happens when a partner does something in order for you to feel like that. Like, I don't think I'm not a jealous person unless you give me a reason to it. Right. I know it's so annoying to even hear that because it's like, OK, well, fix yourself, check yourself. 
But no. I, I really feel like I go into it and I'm like, I trust you. I'm not jealous. You tell me things are done with your ex-girlfriends. Like I'm, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe you because I'm going in 100% until mm-hmm. you prove me otherwise. Why do I want to have that baggage? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, no. And then it's 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 certain things that happen within the relationship that I start going, oh, maybe this is something I should be jealous about. And it could be something so small that... They just plant the seed and it's like, especially women, like that's oh, a we, seed, we find the seeds. That's a seed that, you know, it keeps growing. Yeah. And then over the days when we're bored, we'll start thinking about that seed that's growing in our minds. And yeah. then we start resenting you, hating you for it. We're not talking to you about it because we're like, is it weird that we're like thinking about this now, even though it was five months ago? Right. And then we feel a lot of shame in that too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I was uh, dating my ex-boyfriend, he randomly started following his ex while we were dating Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. this is actually so fucked up to me you know and the reason i found it fucked up was because she has tried multiple times to get back into his life right and he showed me the messages and whatever so that i respected but if she is going out of her way to disrespect me Mm -hmm. i think that you owe me the respect to not follow her back right is that fair to ask? Yeah. Or have the conversation with me and be like, look, like, I just want to let you know, this is this and this is what happened. I'm not going to follow back. Or how does that make you feel? The idea of not putting me priority in this whole situation is what made me feel jealous. Mm-hmm. And like, how do you want me to trust you after you did something behind my back? Right. So I think that's where like you did that. And now it's like, OK, I had to explain to you why it's bad. Then you unfollowed, but now I feel like you only unfollowed because I made you unfollow. And right. it's not something that was willingly done and you don't feel from better. your end. So I don't feel better. Now I actually feel like, here we go. Now the girl's seeing it. Now now she's like, obviously the girlfriend said you can't follow her. So now she unfollows. So now it's like this like secret code they have within themselves now that I'm just like, I'm like the bully <laughs> in the middle, like trying to stop something that's like right. maybe not anything. But now I'm like, jealous about that and then like when someone senses you're jealous i feel like it creates more problems it fuels it it fuels it because it says oh okay you think there's something to be jealous about you know yeah and then i think like if you're able to do that action which is bad like now it's like once we solve that like that should have been it Mm -hmm. like then it should have been like alessia like remember like he chose you he's dating you like he could have been with his ex-girlfriend if he wanted to but he chose you but instead it's just like it's it's not always like that and i'm not a jealous person and here we are i'm fucking jealous about an ex-girlfriend right guys if you're listening to this on monday then you know that it's cyber monday which is the best time to get a good deal on all sorts of products but you know, here at the Chemical X podcast, mm-hmm. there is one brand in particular that we're big fans of, and it might be biased because, you know, we like smooth balls in our mouth. <laughs> P.S. I mean, I don't think that's biased. I think that's everyone. I think that's everyone. So if you're also one of those or you just like to have smooth balls yourself, then you need to check out Manscaped.com. If you don't already know about them, then I'll tell you right now, they are the best in below the waist grooming for men. So they have literally every single thing that you need to be looking fresh, feeling smooth, smelling good, and getting laid. So they have a sale running today right now if you're listening to this on Cyber Monday. But if not, we have our discount code for you to use. So you guys are going to go to manscaped.com and you're going to plug in chemicalx at checkout to receive 20% off and free shipping. There's nothing to think about. 
the holidays we never know what to get anyone this is the perfect add to add to cart six and you make six men happy and hairless 100 percent and this is something that guys they just they tend to not buy for themselves so be the one this year to bless them with some smooth balls oh yeah oh yeah and if you're looking for another gift to add to your Christmas bundle, then you should head on and check out Izotti.com. They make custom bespoke suits, um, tailor-made, Italian-made, which is our favorite selling point mm-hmm. because, you know, we love a man in an Italian-made suit. And because we're Italian. You know what I mean? Um, guys, you know, we love a man in a suit. So, so what you're going to do is when your man's is sleeping, you're going to take the measuring tape. You're going to get his measurements for his waist, his amazing biceps. And you're going to plug his dick, maybe you know, his dick, just to make you know. sure he's been lying this whole time. Oh, yeah. He's been lying or not. You're going to plug all that on to the website and you are going to get him a custom made suit. With that being said, you are also going to have a discount code and you're going to plug in chemical X at checkout to receive 20 percent off your entire order. Right. You know, but I think, you know, there is a difference between being jealous over past partners and having a reason to be jealous. Yeah, fair. I had a reason. You definitely had a reason. I had a reason. Like you weren't jealous about every single ex or everything. No, you know, like I even even I even told him when we started dating, he was like, I have pictures with my ex-girlfriend. And I was like, honestly, I think it's weird that you would just go off the gate and delete every picture. Mm -hmm. Delete a few. (laughs) For sure. I said delete a few. But honestly, like. We also have to understand that there's has definitely been other people in your past relationships and you don't want to wipe them of everything. Like memories are still memories, you know, like and I think coming from a point of view of you both having memories, you should come to an understanding of being like, okay, well, I had my past. You had yours. Yeah. okay, a crazy bitch is going to be like, wipe it all down after she, you know, tried following him. Wipe it all down. But like now there's disrespect. So yeah. But yeah. before then, it's like keep a few pictures like she's part of your past. I have nothing wrong with it. If you don't give me a reason to and you're fully devoted to me, then I don't care. I'm happy you went through those relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm happy you learned from them. I'm happy you're coming into your new relationship with a more learning, understanding, experienced person who is ready to date me. Right. We should never hate someone for having an ex and want them dead. No. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what I... <laughs> You're like, except. So the same thing with like saying, you know, being experienced with like sugar daddies and all that is the same thing we have to feel when we're talking about ex-partners and stuff, because they might validate you so much and like love something so much about you because they had it so shit before. So it's not always bad. It isn't. I think I've never been one. (sighs) You good? Take your breather, babe. I got this from you. Okay. Okay. Sit back. Relax. 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 Thank you. Take your break. Um, I think I've never been one to be in general. I'm not so much of a jealous person, of course, unless you give me a reason to, but, uh, for the most part, I do have like a certain mindset about it. And when it comes to ex partners, I think I've always seen it as a blessing rather than a curse. And if you can make me feel, I think what's really important is how your partner makes me feel. So if you make me feel like safe about it and like, I have nothing to worry about, then all I am is grateful for that relationship. I'm grateful that they brought me, they brought you to me. I'm yeah. grateful that they taught you the lessons you needed to learn for us to be where we are now. I'm grateful that I can show you things that maybe they couldn't provide for you. You know, I think at the end of the day, when it comes to past relationships, or she just loving that girl who's able to just show them the way, bring them the things that you could never. 100%. I won. You lost. <laughs> um, 
I think the the really important thing is if they wanted to be with that person, they would have, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that I really like to dive into when I'm meeting a new person is like, what happened with your ex? Why did you guys break up? I think the motive behind the breakup is really important to me knowing that, okay, at some point it was settled. Like we both don't want to be together because if I find out, you know, uh, the whole reason is because of her and she never wanted him and he's not over her, that would make me feel a little yeah. insecure. But if I feel like, look, you had the chance to be with her, it didn't work out. Those are things you need to think about because I know there's a lot of people out there who do feel like a jealousy they can't really explain or justify for past partners and they hate past partners and they're jealous and like you have to like, you know, pick and choose your battles is this somebody that you need to be worried about? Are you genuinely worried that this person is going to come back into your man's life? Do you think they have a chance? Do you think he even wants to be with her? Because he chose you, you know, like that's something you need to remember is that that's my mindset. You know, it's like I win. You chose me. I won. Yeah. You lost. And I think when you are insecure and jealous and you're feeling that way and you're constantly talking to your partner about this ex-person that he probably was not thinking about anymore you're kind of rebringing something up to the surface and I'm a huge manifester and I truly believe if you're always bringing up his ex-girlfriend, I'm not going to lie. He's going to start thinking about her. He's going to be like, fuck, like, <laughs> I, I feel like I should be with her. Well, it's not- Do you know what I mean? Not necessarily, but sometimes it's like when you're so insecure in the relationship you are when they chose you and you keep mentioning an ex-girlfriend, it's mm-hmm. like they start being faced with, well, how was my relationship yeah. with them? They and, and also like after time things start to be like foggy and sometimes we forget the bad things someone's done mm-hmm. especially when you're dating someone new you're like okay well sometimes you're like hey my ex-boyfriend and like that was yeah. bad but other times it's like you you become like you get over it so you you have a new love for them where it's just like you yeah. want happiness growth you want the best for them mm-hmm. but then once an ex is always bringing it up and like revisiting that it gives you no choice but to kind of be like, what is my ex up to? <laughs> Do you get what I'm... I was she, that no, no, girl. No, no, but like... I get what you're... Do you get what you're I, if you're so worried about something, he's going to be like, fuck, is there something I'm missing right. that I don't know? Right. And that's like, I think when you're always thinking about something, you create it. So like, yeah. if you don't want your man to go back to his ex, stop bringing her up. Oh my God. Right. Well, well, look. I, I mean, obviously this doesn't go for, like we said, if they give you something yes. to worry about. I think if it's like unnecessarily, you're always bringing up like you hooked up with this girl. You were dating this girl before me. Like yeah. all these little things, guys, I think my best, like, you know, if you feel this certain way, the best thing to do is think about your own life. When's the last time you thought about your ex-boyfriend? When's the last time you thought about a guy you hooked up with fucking four years ago? You mm-hmm. didn't. So why are you going to go after your boyfriend and be like, well, you hooked up with her four years ago. Yeah. Do you still like her? Whatever happened between you guys? No, it's in the past. Yeah. And I think think about yourself. Yeah. And Do also you think about those things. And also when you're thinking about why you're jealous, stop for a minute, close your eyes and be like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Is it my insecurity? And if it's not your insecurity and it's something you're feeling within your partner, try and trace back to what was said, what child trauma is bringing you back there. So you're able to like, find it mm-hmm. and then be able to understand it and mm-hmm. then squash it yeah because sometimes like just like being like okay am i really and i've done this with my ex i'll be like am i really gonna start a fight today like am i really gonna do that like alessia think deep inside mm-hmm. before think deep inside <laughs> is this gonna change anything except make it worse is this something i can deal with on my own if it's not then absolutely like talk to someone about it but if it's something that after you do, which I've done, mm-hmm. be like, 
fuck, why did I even do this? I started shit. I, it's something, it doesn't make you feel better. It doesn't make me feel better. Now it's like we're fighting about this again. We've mm-hmm. spoken about it. it. You know, so sometimes it's like really just taking a minute to be like, will this change anything? Yeah. And I think also it's such a weird thing to fight with people over something that happens in the past because there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Like you can, I know a lot of girls will like bring up all the time, like past girlfriends or past situations or past girls and like constantly be like, but this girl, but that girl. And I think, like you said, you really need to think, why am I doing this? So I think for most people, they're afraid that they won't level up. They have a fear of abandonment. They're afraid that they're not as good as that person. Mm -hmm. But you just need to realize like this person chose you. They want to be with you every day they wake up and they want to be with you they could have had all those other people but they there's a reason they didn't work out each time and now they have you so are you going to waste your relationship worrying about all the people from the past or are you going to work on having an actually truly good relationship you know but i do think it comes from that fear of not matching up to whatever it is they could be but you 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 you're better you're better because all those people are in the past and you're in the present you're right now you won you're the winner. It's almost like when you're a baby and you have like you're you're kind of nothing's happened to you yet bad. So you don't see the world as like bad mm-hmm. or there's no harm yet. It's kind of like how you should kind of be in mm-hmm. the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. You know? Right. Just on, un, un, you know, bl- blank slate. Yeah. Blank slate. Um, and obviously, just to reiterate, this obviously doesn't have to do with like when somebody actually gives you a reason to be jealous about those things. But I also think, you know, you need to be really aware of your thoughts and have control over them and not just decide a reason why each person you have a reason to be jealous about. No, it has to be like actually something concrete that they've done to make you feel insecure about it. And, uh, you know, talk about that with them. Like in my past relation, in all my past relationships, I've never been jealous about an ex except one person one time ever. And that was a big problem for me over the course of my relationship. And it was a reoccurring problem because it was something that was never fully validated for me, you know, and there was a seed planted. There was like something there. And that's why it was so hard for me to get rid of it, you know. But, you know, like I said, in general, I'm not a a jealous person. And I do have a specific mindset about that that I want to share with you guys because maybe it's something that can help you and make you feel better. And it's kind of goes back to having that confidence and it's the same mindset of forcing yourself to be confident. So the way that I see it, um, and it might be a little bit of a narcissistic No, I way, do the same thing. <laughs> but like the way that I see it is when I look at somebody else or like I feel like, oh, he's talking to another girl my mindset is like, well, I'm number one. I'm the favorite. So maybe this girl's coming up to him and talking to him, but he's thinking about me. I'm number one. I'm the one he thinks about at night. I'm the one that he's going to walk away from talking to that girl. He's going to walk back and walk to me because Mm -hmm. I fucking win. And I always regard myself in my mind as the winner as like, and I know that sounds weird because I'm obviously not a possession, but it's like, you chose me. I chose to be with you. We're willingly both here and you want to be with me and I'm number one. So yeah. anybody else that comes, I still win. And you know what? Maybe she's prettier, but I have so much more and you actually love me, you yeah. know? And it's like, I don't even, first of all, I don't want to be with somebody who's going to be swayed by somebody who's prettier than me. There's always going to be prettier people, mm-hmm. cooler people, smarter people. But it's like, I'm not threatened by that because you have all of me and you have all of these things that you truly love and you chose me. 
So in my eyes, I always regard myself as number one. So you can go wherever you could do whatever you want. I will never stop you because I know I'm number one. And the day that I find out that I'm not number one anymore, no stress. See you later. Yeah. See you fucking later. And I'm not going to break my head over trying to make sure that I'm number one in your eyes. I just, I always constantly think of myself that way. And like, no matter what it is, I always think of myself as, you know, either you chose me, I'm the chosen one. I'm number one. I'm the winner. I'm the favorite. Like that's always my mindset that I tell myself. Yeah. And I think I do the same thing. And when you were telling me about this, I was like, I subconsciously have Mm -hmm. been doing this for so long. And I never even thought that this could be a trick that people could use. Because I just thought it came so naturally to me. And uh, I've just like, for example, you know, there's a pretty girl and you're like, wow, like this girl's so pretty. Like, would my man really want to be with me over over this like bombshell? But then I'm like, her personality is never going to be Mm -hmm. mine. Um, My style is way (laughs) better than hers. Um, And good luck. You're just like, there's so many things things that I'm like, yeah, no, she's pretty. But like you have you know everything about me like and i know you're not just gonna walk away when you know all this information about me and you've chose to be with me exactly so sometimes it's it's not about being the prettiest in the room it's literally just about owning it being confident because nobody likes more than someone who's confident so if you're not confident fucking fake it and just keep telling yourself that you are number one and i promise you it's gonna get easier and easier and eventually you will be like but I am number one. Yeah. And it's and it's for X, Y, and Z. And for whatever reasons those are and the characteristics you love about yourself, hold those so dear to your heart and be like, this is why. So whenever you're having like a a mind that's like shifting and you're like, mm-hmm. be like, why me? Boom, 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 boom. Why not her? Because of boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And it's like, then it's just like, right, you're that bad bitch. Walk out of the bathroom. I win. Like, you know? And the the interesting thing too is carrying that energy makes like let's say I always have this like attitude of like I'm number one and I know that I'm number one for you and I'm never like oh but what about her but don't you find her prettier than me but don't you this giving you that energy that I'm number one you start also believing that I'm number one obviously you know I'm number one you chose me you're with me also but like, that sentence- if I'm feeding you that energy all the time that I'm not that I know that you chose me and I'm confident and you have a good thing that makes you even more so like damn I do have a fucking good thing these girls ain't shit compared to her because if you actually truly know and feel that you are number one you're not saying and what about her and what about her to you it's like it's not even an option it's not a competition it's like duh it's obviously me I don't feel like I need to even say that to you and don't make your don't put the mindset that this person should be comparing this random person to you don't make them have to do that don't make them think how is this girl better than my girl no I'm better you chose me I'm your favorite you know, like that's my mindset. And, and I like, think exuding that energy will make them only want to have you more. Yeah. You know, and they, they also are, like, know. And, and by that, they also know, like, fuck, if I fuck up, like I really fucked up. It's not yeah. like, oh, I was dating a girl who's insecure about all these people. But now, like, she already validated all these other people that could come into my life because she's in a way opening that window. Yeah. Because what you speak into existence normally happens. Mm-hmm. So you just... It's like a negative energy to even bring into a relationship. It is. And like, it's something that's got gotten me so far. It's really like my secret sauce of how I, you know, I also use that in confidence, you know, like it's that same mind game. 
And for me, when it comes to jealousy, like that's always my go to like automatic brain response is just like I bring myself peace in knowing you chose me. If I would see my man talking to another girl, I know that I chose a guy that can handle the situation. He'll handle it with ease. But I know and I'm telling maybe it's not true, but I'm telling myself like he's probably thinking about me. He's probably thinking about how he can't wait to come back and be like, oh, my God, this girl just said this to me. Like, you know what I mean? But it's such a better way to live and be like thinking of it that way than like i wonder what they spoke yeah. about because you're you're putting so much negative energy onto yourself over something you can't even control maybe he's gonna find the girl better looking but you're still with me you're coming back to me and that's what it is you know i'm still your favorite so that's the mindset that has really honestly guys saved me so much stress and anxiety over situations and has just given me this like you know it obviously Power power and it's and it's something that like is my superpower to be able to do that but it is something that you have to control and you have to like you know every time i feel myself getting a little bit jealous or getting a little bit insecure over somebody else like i always try to bring myself back to that mindset of like but you chose me but i win you know so whether it's over a past partner somebody that he's been with before or like somebody that you know she's talking to him or whatever sparks you to feel jealous Always try to keep that number. I'm number one. I'm the favorite mindset. Like that's how I call it. Just like I'm the favorite. That's my mindset. When I gaslight myself up and I'm just like getting ready, doing my makeup in my room and I'm just in my vibes, I'm like, I really am number one though. And it's like, it sounds really conceited, but it's, it's really, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Because you literally feel like your vibration is so high that you're only going to attract like the right people into your life because you're like, find me a man who can, who can handle it and is like on the same wavelength as me. Yeah. I don't want a guy who wants to be with a girl who he feels like he's above and that she's a bit insecure. So it makes him feel better. No, I want him to be lucky and to know he's lucky to have me. And having that mindset, it's like, God forbid, you know, he does cheat on you. You're, you're not, you know, you're number one. So, okay, you don't deserve me. See you later. You know, like it you, all comes you back are to so confidence. much stronger when you constantly carry yourself with that mindset. Even if something would happen and they would break your trust, you are still stronger because you know, yeah, I'm still the fucking best. You just lost out. See ya. You yeah. know, and you know, like this is just like from a woman's point of view, but it's like, think about if your boyfriend and there are some guys that are like this, but like are constantly like, I'm not good enough for you. Like, see, look, this guy makes more money than me. Look, this guy has a better car than me. Look, this guy's better looking than me. Like, wouldn't you want to date him? If you're constantly bringing that energy to your girl, at what point she's going to go? I mean, yeah, maybe I should be going for a guy that has a nicer car, makes more money, is better looking, is funnier, is more this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but well, that's what I you. that's what I was trying to say before. It's yeah. like what you speak about, you bring it into existence. Yeah. So like you bringing up past relationships, you're making them think about them again. It's like you're bringing that up because then it's like, yeah, fuck, I should be with her. Then if, if our whole relationship is going to be talking about you two, then fuck, I might as well have still been with her. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like if you're going to constantly tell me that you're not good enough for me at some point, I'm going to start thinking, are you not good enough for me? Do I deserve better? But like, why bring that when you guys both chose to be with each other? You both liked each other. You're both attracted to each other. Like, just continue with the mindset that they chose you, you know? And like, that will only fuel like a better relationship. It's so weird. I just literally thought about something. Um, When my ex was in rehab, he had called me and he he was seeing a therapist often. And the therapist was like, 
I just have a question because he was talking about like his relationships and his like most recent ones. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why was your last partner the partner you lasted the longest with? And I absolutely think it has to do with this exact mentality right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that the people he's dated before maybe didn't feel like they were number one. And now he's dating someone where he's a bit like, yeah, oh, my God, like I'm going to lose her kind of thing. Though I was like, interesting. I mean, it's very it's a very positive dynamic to both feel like you're lucky to have me because I want my man to think, fuck, I'm so lucky to have this girl. But I also know that I'm going to be like, fuck, I'm so lucky to have him. And he knows that he's a good guy because, you know, I chose him. Like, he's obviously, I'm lucky to have him Mm -hmm. and you're lucky to have me. And I think having that mindset creates such a good relationship because you're both like, we're both choosing to be here. Neither of us is like settling. Neither of us is whatever. We're both fucking lucky to have each other and like keep that sacred, you know? And like, I just think it it just, it creates a better foundation, you know? Mm Mm-hmm this is also something that helps me i don't want to look back on my best years and be like i spent this amount of time being insecure about something that i right now have on my best yeah and when i'm 60 70 i'm gonna be thinking oh wow when i was 20 can't believe i was insecure about something that i had so perfect a hundred percent. so like always trying to keep myself in check and be like wait hold up yeah my 60 year old self that I'm not even 60 yet would die for what I'm complaining about right now. Stop it right now. Totally agree. Bring you back in check. Next. I'm confident. Like you know? it's weird. It's like all little it's all mind games. Everything <sighs> is a mind game. I'm telling you. This it's mind crazy. is a scary thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So last topic, guys, that I wanted to talk about was dealing with a jealous partner. So I've been lucky that for, you know, Two out of three of my relationships, I was actually with guys who were so not jealous. Pause. I'm going to stop you right there. You're not lucky. You chose that. That's true. Just remember that, guys. It's not about luck. You allow and bring into your life what you accept. That's all. What are you fucking... Well, I just want people to know. I'm so happy this person came into my life. No, you were ready for it. You you deserve Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Thank you, Alessia. Um, so, yeah, so I chose two partners that were very, very not jealous. And actually, the, my first boyfriend ever, I would say like my first love, whatever, my like young relationship. He was a guy who was so not jealous. And I think having my first relationship be like that set a standard for me that I just was like, cool, like this is what it's, what it's like to not have a jealous partner. And I think going from that relationship to my next one where I was with somebody who was very, very jealous is what saved me because I was able to have a base of like, no, I know there's people out there that are not like this. And I know yeah. that this is wrong, you know? And I think a lot of times people, their first one they get into it is, is jealous. Cause is it's jealous. young. I think young, the younger you are, more people tend to be jealous. Yeah. They haven't worked on themselves. And then you think when you have something healthy, that what makes a relationship special is that jealousy like you yeah. almost start mixing jealousy with like love. love toxicity with love yeah totally agree totally fucking agree and i'm so grateful that my base relationship to relate back to was one that didn't have jealousy because like i said i think that's what saved me and made me realize the whole time like like i said guys i was in a relationship with someone who was jealous but it was a constant push pull because i was like no this is wrong what you're doing like, this is wrong you can't be accusing me of these things like 
I kind of knew I wasn't ignorant to it. And I think that's why it didn't fucking last. Yeah. Um, thankfully. But I did, though, live through that kind of type of relationship. And it was really hard for me because I was somebody that is obviously not your first pick for someone who's jealous. You know what I mean? Like I am a very outgoing person. I am very out there, center retention. I like to party. I like to go out. You know, like I do give a lot of opportunities to be jealous. Um, and he was a very jealous person and would often accuse me of cheating and accuse me of like all this stuff. And I think it's so hard to be in a relationship like that and not feed into it. It's so fucking hard. Well, you you can't because if somebody comes at you for everything you do, the second you have the opportunity to nail them and make them feel like how they've been making yeah. you feel, suddenly it's like you're toxic also. Well, yeah, they make you toxic because it's like... And you're jealous also because you yeah. have no reason to be because when someone's always accusing you, what do you have to do? It's accuse them back exactly. so that you show them what they've been doing to you. Exactly. And it's like, you know, he would go through my phone and I was somebody who never ever in my life had gone through my ex's phone, uh, like a boyfriend's phone. And then suddenly it's like, you know what, fuck, I'm going to go through your phone because what do you, if you're looking at my phone, what are you hiding? You know, like, so it really caused this like weird thing where I feel like it's very hard to be in a relationship with someone who's very jealous and not to a certain extent start feeding back that behavior, you know? And, uh, you know, my way for dealing with a jealous partner is leave them. But that's just me. <laughs> Interesting. But I think though there are some people that do like jealousy. I think, look, I think yes, leave them. If they are not aware enough that mm -hmm. they have this issue and they're not working on fixing it. Yeah. I think if somebody is like they're stuck in their ways, leave them. They're not going to change or they're not going to change while they're with you. They're going to yeah. maybe change for the next person because they're going to do self-healing and yeah. blah, 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 blah. But if somebody is aware that they're doing it and they're taking proactive steps into changing it, then I don't think you need to leave yeah. them. No, I agree. But yeah. And if they're aware of the reasons why they do it, like I think once you do a little bit of self-reflection and be like, okay, my jealousy comes from, you know, fear of abandonment and like, how can me, how can I as your partner make you feel better about that? Is there anything that I can do to make you feel better? And look, I don't believe personally, I don't believe that this fix is like, I'm going to show you all my texts. You're going to have my location. You're going to have a, for me, that's not, not having jealousy. Yeah. That's, you know, everything. And there's no reason to, you, there's no room. I think you need to have trust in a relationship. I think if you need my fucking, if you need a GPS tracker up my ass, that's not trust. That's literally not trust. I'd love one up my man's ass. <laughs> <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. sometimes people think, okay, maybe if I just show him my phone, maybe if I just tell him where I am every time and text him that I'm here, then he won't be jealous. And you don't realize that all these things you do in order to make a partner less jealous only makes them feel like they have more control on you yeah, if exactly. you start the relationship with rules and boundaries and you're like look let's make a pack we're never going through each other's phones this is the reason i don't want to whatever blah mm -hmm. blah 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 there's like lines you won't cross and i think that's but if you're always trying to prove something to someone guys i promise you if you're trying to prove something to someone and you give them your phone that's not that's not the answer. They don't trust you more after you give them. Yeah. Because somebody is going to go through your phone. They're going to find something. Because now, not only do they feel guilty for asking for your phone, they feel guilty for the fact of being wrong. Yeah. So now it doesn't even become about, did they find anything? It's about, they're wrong. And they need to find something in order to be right. It 
it, it's but not even, even about the guy in, in, in the phone that doesn't exist. Now they're finding something. It's a reason. But even if they don't find anything, the idea that they had to go through your phone to be validated just shows how much they don't trust you. And for me, that just shows there is no trust because you need physical facts. You need physical facts to see that you could trust me. But that's, then, not, that's not trust. And then after going through a phone, what is it? Like you need to take a picture where you're at, yeah. videotape what the room so that they see mm-hmm. where you are. Like it only gets worse and worse. So if someone's like that and they're not willing to kind of adjust and like check in and be like, I'm sorry, I'm like this, I'm working on it. Then literally what Veronica said, like actually just walk out because yeah. you cannot change someone and i think like there is one thing though to like validate somebody and like be there for them and you know give them the tools to heal and be like look if it makes you feel better that you know my password then you can know my password but i think it's also about having boundaries like we said is like not giving so much that it's not even about trust anymore you just know everything about me in every single place that i am that's not trust like i think to a certain extent you can be there for somebody and like help them through their insecurities while still having your boundaries that are normal in a relationship you know Mm -hmm. and i think as a jealous partner if you are the jealous partner like it's important to like not let yourself spiral down that road you know and like it is a to a certain extent sometimes is a figment of your imagination and sometimes like you can't expect your partner to fix it every single time because sometimes you're mad about things that don't exist Mm -hmm. so how you know i think a lot of jealous people they get angry about something that isn't real and then they can never be like they never feel satisfied with the solution because to begin with, it wasn't real. So the validation they're looking for doesn't exist because it wasn't real. What they're angry mm-hmm. about didn't exist to begin with, you mm-hmm. know? So it's it's a very tricky situation. I mean, personally for me, I think going into a relationship that was so jealous, it put me in a place where I was like, ah, I at the first sign of jealousy, like I I feel like I need to run and like it it like triggers my fight or flight or <laughs> flight or flight fight or flight and for a long time i was very like i don't want somebody who's even remotely jealous and like if somebody would be like where are you or like show any sign of jealousy like i would freak out and i would get like scared and i would like be like this not this is not the person for me but i think like growing now i've come to maybe appreciate a little bit of jealousy and see how that's normal in a relationship i think coming out of a relationship that was yeah, so there's a unjealous, healthy medium though yeah there's a healthy like i'm jealous because i'm protective over mm-hmm. my girl but not jealous in the sense of like being worried about what you're up to and what wrong you're going to be doing exactly it's very different it's just very more different. like from a caring perspective and i think i finally come to the point to be able to like appreciate that and actually like it in a certain sense whereas like i used to be so afraid of somebody you know worrying about where i was because i thought oh my god they're jealous they're jealous like they're crazy and then i would find myself with people who like i wouldn't give them no ability to even be like one percent jealous about me but then like you know getting out of that and experiencing a healthy level of like protectiveness i'm like wow i i like this and like this is healthy protectiveness like this makes me feel good this makes me feel safe whereas maybe in a relationship where there's actually zero jealousy you start to think like you know, like, do you care about my safety? You know what I mean? And like, I think for the longest time I thought I needed somebody like that because I was so afraid of having that crazy jealousness. But I think it's okay to be like healthily jealous about something. I think it's okay to like sometimes feel jealous. And even for me, like for a long time, I wouldn't admit that I felt jealous about things because I felt like if I admit I'm jealous, 
about this, it makes me a jealous person. Mm -hmm. You know, like I used to be so afraid of my own emotions because I didn't want to be quote unquote a jealous person. And I think now I'm coming more to like the point where I can accept like, hey, this made me feel jealous or this didn't make me feel good. In everything healthy, there's like a little bit of everything. And I think it's okay to be a little bit protective. It's okay to be a little bit jealous, even yourself, like not even just my partner. It's like, that's something I'm finally allowing myself to feel because I always thought, you know, because I had this idea that, oh, I'm going to leave at the first sight of jealousy. I felt like people would do that with me too. Like I can't show that I'm jealous like about this certain thing or like they'll leave me, you know? But then it's like, you know what? No, like if this bothered me, I'm entitled to how I feel. And I know I'm not crazy. I know it's not out of nowhere, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think like that's really my learning curve when it comes to jealousy in a relationship is like I'm finally at the point where I'm willing to have a healthy amount of like protectiveness and jealousy. I don't really like using that word. And I'm also allowing myself to feel that way. Yeah. And I think last point I want to say is before you say anything to your partner, just think, is this something that is going to make my partner feel good? Or is this a like a, an underground shot that's going to make her feel shit? Mm-hmm. Just think about that before you say something that you know might affect her. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes it's like verbal diarrhea. Like you just want to say something, but you don't think of the effect it'll have on someone. And like just that one time you could be saying it, it could be a joke. It could not be a joke that sticks and that's really hard to undo. So I think words matter and what you say is very important. So just be careful what it is you're saying and just think, is this something that is going to bring light to my relationship or bring dark? Yeah. And if it's dark, then think twice before you wreck yourself. Do you think twice before you speak? Um, no, but I'm getting better. I'm getting better too. I'm, I'm definitely getting working better. on it. I'm definitely working on trying to control what the fuck comes out of my mouth. I realized that every time I've waited a little bit before saying something, it's only done me good. So why not just keep going down that path? Like, yeah, I've never felt good after reacting right away. Mm-hmm. I've only felt better when I waited. So one thing, the last point that I want to yeah. say is... I went through a part, a relationship where I felt like I couldn't say anything without it being a fight. So I didn't say anything at all. And then I had a relationship where I, and then coming out of that, I felt like I needed to say everything because, because what that had caused me was to build up so much resentment that I hated the person I was with because I never solved any issues. So coming out of that, I thought what I needed to do was say every little thing that bothered me. So if like one thing would happen, I would be like, it bothered me that you said like it hurt my feelings. And then sometimes if it was the wrong time or he was in a bad mood or whatever would happen, it would blow into a fight. And I, and over time, I think now I realize like, okay, I think there's a happy medium. I think I don't need to say every little thing that bothers me because not everything needs to be a discussion. And if I think about it, I'll probably get over this on my own. And like, there's been times where I've just shut my mouth and not said like, Hey, what you said hurt my feelings. And I got over it. I forgot about it. And I realized, fuck, thank God I didn't mention that, how I was feeling at the time and made like a little bit of a speed bump in our night, you know, like that I didn't need to do. And look at that. I got over it. But I think also like I do feel okay saying things that really do bother me and I feel like are valuable to talk about. So I think that's also something I have learned on that point is like yeah. picking and choosing what you want to speak yeah. about. Yeah, and if if you're literally, it's the most vulnerable thing to be like, this makes me jealous 
And there's so much strength in someone being able to even say that because there's mm-hmm. so many people who can't even address that like at all. Well, no, because people don't say this makes me jealous. They say you're cheating on me. Exactly. They say it's you. It's you. You you did this. But like sometimes you have to self-reflect and be like, okay, this is makes me jealous. I feel jealous over this because yeah. of whatever reason. You exactly. Know? Anyway, guys, <laughs> that was one hell of a pink episode. That was one hell of a girly episode ah. that was one hell what was it Ale? that was coming out any time a hell of an episode that was that was something that was fucking deep that was maturity wow that was i'm number one i'm number one I'm <laughs> no the you favorite. have to do a few more with me <laughs> <laughs> i think you did enough there babe I'm i did enough lie. damage on my own um but guys i mean i'm sweating after this episode might be because i'm wearing a fur collar my quote of the day is check yourself before you wreck yourself <laughs> what song is that from check yourself before you wreck yourself I don't know. is that a song yeah anyway oh, hopefully um <laughs> all in all guys just Veronica, know, tie it together I'll tell jealousy moral relationships of moral of the story is You're number one. Accept who you are. The right person will love you. And, you know, the past is there for a reason. And it's an asset. And it's actually a good thing. And it's fine to be a crazy bitch every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. As usual, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment down below. And catch us next week on Monday at noon.